there's one way to do this. What is the better way? Okay, what's better than that? Okay, what's better than that? Okay, what's the best, most optimal way to do it? What has that done to your belief in yourself now that you know you can reverse engineer pretty much any outcome you want based on math, statistics, and probability? Because I think in the past, I think one of the reasons why I appear arrogant is because I'm actually calculating everything. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, 935, Balancing Being a Friend and a Business Owner. Today, for episode number 936, Play Life Like a Board Game, it is Strategy Saturday. So My favorite. Who, excuse me? My favorite. Yes, it is your favorite. You actually created this episode, believe it or not. Thank you, brother. I believe this was you. This was your doing. So, Tara and I do our date days on Saturday. And last Saturday, we went for a walk in the park because it was nice out. It was actually very nice. We went to this record store. It's actually, Alan, you'd like it. It's it's this audio visual store that has a bunch of like high-end speakers and high-end microphones and high-end sound systems, but they also have this little record department. So we walked around there and Tyron got a bunch of records because we have a, a record player in our in our place. And then as we were walking out, there was this brewery in the corner. And Tyron said, hey, can we go check that out? Because she loves going and, and checking out breweries. And I said, yeah, let's do it. So we walked over and we each got one of their house beers and they had a bunch of board games. So breweries oftentimes have board games you can play while you hang out. And we played Guess Who? And we set it up on the table and I have, I don't know if I've ever played guess who, and we set it up and we started playing and immediately I noticed a difference in the way that I was playing the game compared to how I would play it in the past. If I had the opportunity, I immediately started thinking in terms of numbers and strategy and statistics. I kept probability. I just kept thinking of, of, okay, there's X amount of people on the board more than half of them are guys. So if I say, is your person a female? And Taryn says, no, I'm going to know that, okay, those get flipped over. If she says, yes, I know that I'm at a pretty high likelihood of figuring out who it is before her. And then it was one of the other things I said was, does your person have a vowel as the first letter of their name? Because a bunch of them were, it was like Aaron, Alex, Amanda, um, I don't know, there were some O's as well. But the point I'm making is I didn't go into that with just a a guessing strategy of like, oh, I'm just going to guess and see what happens, like a battleship kind of game. I went in with the understanding of, okay, this game was probably reverse engineered based on probability to the point where at one point, Alan, I said to Taryn, I said, whoever designed this game 
wasn't that deep of a thinker because they didn't split it up 50-50. It should be 50% male, 50% female, so you cannot get an edge by saying, is your person a man, is your person a woman? And that's something that I never, ever, ever would have thought of, understood, or recognized in the past. And it allowed me to win two out of the four games we played because I had a I had a good strategy. And then Taryn started stealing my strategies, which when you love somebody, that's what's supposed to happen anyway. But there's a whole... There's, so there's another thing too. So that's one story that made me think of this episode. But I, I talked to Alan the other day and I said, hey, look, I need a new bed. My bed sucks. Taryn and I aren't sleeping well. I twitch all night. I snore. She's not sleeping well. I want to make sure that we get a good night's sleep. This is important, obviously, from the aspect of productivity and human performance. And we're going to do an episode on that Monday about investing in yourself. But this bed is like $4,500. And I, I was thinking to myself, okay, what is the best way? What is the most strategic way for me to do this where it costs the least amount of money? So I came with a plan because I knew I had to pitch Alan on it because what's my money is his money and vice versa because we run a business together. And I said, this is my thought, Alan. I'm going to open up a new credit card. I'm going to get a 0% APR for 18 months as an intro. And I'm going to put all of that, the bed, the $4,500 bed on this credit card. I will just pay it off over the course of 18 months and or pay off the minimum until we have enough to just pay it off in one fell swoop. And I will save myself $670 in interest. So if you were to do that with an 18% credit card, you would it would cost you $670 more. So that's just another level of analytical thinking of, okay, there's one way to do this. What is the better way? Okay, what's better than that? Okay, what's better than that? Okay, what's the best, most optimal way to do it? And I believe that is the most optimal way to do it. And those are two things I never would have thought of five years ago. I would have played Guess Who?, by just guessing who. I wouldn't have been using any analytics. I wouldn't have been using my brain. And then when it comes to big purchases like that, I mean, again, the first car I bought, I paid 21% interest on. I paid 21% interest on a $8,000 car. So that cost me a lot of money. So that is the goal today is to help you play a life like a board game because if you can play life better, more effectively, more strategically, you're pretty likely to be more successful. Uh, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes we probably ever do, not only because it's Strategy Saturday, but because analytical thinking is one of my favorite things in the entire world. I was on the phone with a client earlier, and we were talking about our genius zones, and we were talking about what are the things, so this client is new in business, well, not that new, probably been in business for two or three years, and actually, you know what, now that I think about it, might be might have been running his business since 2016, but during COVID had some challenges and he's just now recouping to the old monthly revenue that he used to make pre-COVID. And he had a big month this last, last month, a big month for him, I think was $10,000. And that was awesome, right? Cause it was like two, then it was seven, then it was 10. It was like, okay, awesome. So he's thinking about investing in team and delegating. And so he said, Alan, how do you know as CEO what you should and shouldn't delegate? And I said, the answer is simple, but also not simple in the sense of what I should be delegating are the things that are not the things that only I can do. 
And he's like, well, how do you know what are the things that only you can do? And I, and I said, it depends on your genius zone. And then we went down that genius zone conversation. And so, so for those of you listening or watching, just to provide context, Kevin's genius zone is podcasting and podcast production. My genius zone is coaching and one-on-one um, consulting for businesses, particularly online businesses. But when it comes to the context of this conversation, one of the things that I talk about in my genius zone is why am I so good at coaching or, or consulting? It really does come down to what Kevin's talking about here today, which is the analytical thinking part. The part that can, can identify the root cause of complex problems and then solve them with incredible solutions. It's, it's, uh, one of my favorite characters in the world is Sherlock Holmes and my favorite TV show is House MD and House MD if you've seen that show there's definitely ego and some narcissism there but the show itself is predicated around analytical thinking the whole show Kev every single episode is how do you find the root cause of this disease so that now you can solve it based on the clues aka the symptoms and so whether it's clue or guess who or the board game of life Playing life like a board game is is just a strategy. So I consider myself a strategist. I always have been. I don't even know what it's like to not think like what Kevin just described. And I'll just be transparent about that. So my, my question here uh, for you, Kev, is I guess think about, let, let me ask you this. The way you're thinking now, what has that done to your belief in yourself now that you know you can reverse engineer pretty much any outcome you want based on math, statistics, and probability? Because I think in the past, and we've talked about this before, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I think one of the reasons why I appear arrogant is because I'm actually calculating everything. And so I'm not guessing, I'm not hoping. And I think now I realize some people actually are. Can you, can you take our listeners through that briefly of like the way you used to think and that self-belief versus now kind of realizing, you know, you can, whether it's sports betting or playing yeah. guess who, you can actually predict outcomes in advance, like pretty, pretty well, well now. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, and first of all, I want to make sure I give credit to Alan because Alan's the reason I am thinking this way. I'm spending five years with Alan every day for the last five years has done that. So, and if you listen to us, I think you'll get more of this because you can tell that we're not winging it. You can tell that we're not just like showing up. Even every episode we do has a strategy behind it. There's a reason we do it the way we do it. Everything we do has a strategy. And, and most of that is because of Alan. But it's very much what I said. There, It's not as much guessing. It's not as much guessing. I, I told you this. Taryn and I were watching a Patriots game on Sunday because I like to do sports betting, like you said. And she's like, should I do it? Should I open an account? And I said, you can, but it's dangerous because if you listen to me, we're going to lose twice as much money if we lose. And it was just interesting because she said, well, you know what? I think this is going to happen on the next play. And in my mind, I'm running through like, I only think when it comes to that in numbers, which is very weird for me because that is not the way I'm wired. I don't normally think that way. And I, I, use, this, I use this as an example. One of the bets you can make is... I bet $5 that this team who just got the kickoff is going to make it past the 50-yard line. Statistically, it's very likely it's going to happen. It's very likely that's going to happen because they start on the 20. You only got to get three first downs and you're past the 50-yard line. It's a pretty high likelihood, especially if you're playing with a team who has a good offense. Now, you might not understand what I'm saying, but all I'm saying is there is a number 
that I'm thinking of, it's probably 70%. I'd say when I bet that 70% of the time, I'm right. It's very rare that that doesn't happen. So it gives you a level of certainty where you kind of know the answer more than you would if you were just guessing. It gives you a level of confidence that you didn't have before because it's based on data, not feelings. And I've, I've always kind of had this in fitness because that is the one thing I can replicate and say, okay, uh, when I do this, this happens. And that's probably the best thing to connect it to is fitness because you can set it up in a spreadsheet if I'm, you know, if I'm losing weight at this rate, Alan has done that for the team and the team is all crushing their fitness goals is a reason. So it's hard. It's hard to, to say what it's like now versus what it was like before, but I just have way more confidence, way more certainty. What it, from, from your perspective, what is something that it's hard, right? Because you don't even know when you're doing it. I don't know how not to do it. That's, that's have the you thing ever... is I've never not done that. What is up you guys? My name is Gabby and I just want to give a huge shout out to Kevin and Alan for the community that they have created and the mission that they are on over at Next Level University. Never in a million years did I think when I started listening to the Hyperconscious podcast two years ago that I would be as invested as I am today. But here we are two years later, I have done group coaching. I truly look forward to every single episode they drop, all of the things that they're teaching. And I am now doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with Alan to help level up in my business. And all I gotta say about these guys across the board is they are true, genuine souls. They mean it when they say they are heart-driven and they mean it when they say they are no BS. And I think that's probably my favorite part about them. They get rid of the fluff. They give you tactical tips and tricks to help you level up in your life, to help you make strides towards your goals. And they've created a community of like-minded people to lean on each other at every single stage of life. So guys, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the impact that you have made in my life. And I am so very excited to see the impact and the waves that you make from here on out. Okay. What's an example of a time where you were doing things through the frame of statistics and probability and that thought process that you it didn't work out the way you thought it would and why uh the first fitness show that i lost i went on youtube and i researched and i saw the physiques of some of the people that won the previous year and they were terrible physiques and so i figured i would win but the people that showed up the next time were much better um one of the guys was like ripped and so i i miscalculated how lean i'd have to be to win based on the outcome so you based, based on the previous year. You reverse the engineered year. the wrong outcome. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. I had, no, I had misinformation. Misinformation. So, so, yeah, because you can't, so in, in bodybuilding and or fitness, you can't predict who's going to show up. So I'm trying to find the, it's referred to, by the way, as an optimal stopping problem. So I was trying to lose the least amount of weight to, to still get the trophy. Uh, just like in college, and this will sound crazy, but I wanted to graduate with highest distinction, which is a 3.4. And so I wasn't optimizing for a 4.0. I was optimizing for a 3.4. I ended up with a 3.37. Now, the reason I was optimizing for that is because I didn't want to put in the effort that would be required. There's, a, there's an exponential increase in effort to get even a little bit better. And so back then, I was, I was optimizing to have a lot of friends, have a lot of fun, you know, also graduate with high distinction, but, but not anymore. I used to literally say, and, and this is fascinating in hindsight, I said the, the, run, the world runs on 3.4, not 4.0. And, and what I meant by that is the people who kind of 
know there's more to life than just being smart end up being the ones who who are holistic and run businesses and stuff like that. And and in hindsight, that is it, it, the the analogy here is kind of like um a a tuba player who can only play tuba and they're the best tuba player in the world versus someone who can who can create an orchestra of tuba and violin and all that. And so in hindsight, that's always been my role is to to understand every every job and be better at every job the best I can be holistically so that I can bring the best people together to create an outcome and to reverse engineer finish lines. But I digress. In the fitness show analogy here, I underestimated how lean I'd have to be to take home the win. And so you thought that I was delusional and you're right because I went on bad data. I wasn't delusional. I was going off of bad data. That's, that's, and that's one of the reasons Alan and I are so transparent and straightforward with how frustrating it is when people give bad business advice or podcast advice or relationship, whatever it is, there's so much misinformation out there so much. that says this is going to be easy. If you go into, if you go into a, a podcast or a business or anything with the thought of, oh, this should be very easy when it's not, you're just optimizing for the wrong thing. You're, yeah. you're optimizing for the wrong thing. Alan, what's, I know we got to go in a couple of minutes because you and I both have calls after this, but what is one thing that a listener can do right now to play life more like a board game? What is, what is the little pivot in the thought process? Uh, I think that one of the reasons why people struggle with self-belief comes down to this weird duality. And the duality is simple. You, I never do something without deciding in advance to, to do something. So for example, um, Emilia's number one cup filler is deep conversations. I know that. So I try to have more deep conversations. Nothing that I do ever is unintentional genuinely. And it's never not been. So, so for example, when I was good at Halo, I was a semi-pro gamer in Halo way back. I was one of the best in the world. And it, I decided in advance to be one of the best in the world. I didn't I didn't like show up and was just awesome at the game. I, I worked at it consciously. And and that's been the case with everything in my life. And, and what I realize in hindsight is that builds belief. It's the state improve method. So for those of you behind the scenes real quick, Brant Pinvidic came to one of our events and he spoke on stage and he said the state improve method is dangerous. And I now understand why that is. I always liked state improve because I'm doing that in my life. Doing state improve in your own personal life is actually very beneficial. Doing it on stage is actually not intelligent, and I'll explain why. He said, he stepped up on stage and he said, I'll prove to you <laughs> why the state improve method sucks. He said, Katy Perry is the best artist to ever live. And everyone in the audience is like, no chance, right? What about, you know, I don't know, Michael Jackson or whoever, right? And all of us are now trying to disprove his statement, Versus the second time around, he said, Katy Perry had X amount of albums. Katy Perry had was on the top charts for X amount of years. Uh, you know, went platinum X amount of times. And, and now he's like, see, everyone in the audience with the data is now thinking, holy crap, is Katy Perry the best artist in the world? What Brant was saying was start with the data. Start with it. My mathematical brain, unfortunately, it... it gives the answer in advance and then reverse engineers it. And so I have a really hard time unpacking the layers of why I know I'm right. Even though I could be wrong. And by wrong, what I mean is not optimal. 
So if I say Kevin and I are going to have the most successful podcast in the self-improvement industry, I'm not guessing, I'm intending that we reverse engineer how to do that. And I know that that sounds a little crazy, but I've, I've built myself up over time by always stating improving, stating improving, stating improving. So if Kevin got straight A's, it was because Kevin showed up and worked hard and got straight A's. I got straight A's not because I showed up and was naturally talented, but I decided in advance to go get straight A's. And, and I still ended up with an 89, a B plus, one B plus. And, and then I didn't, by the way, this is the dangerous part. When I got the 89 in Honors English, Miss Desolates, I'll never forget it, I stopped taking Honors English because I wanted straight A's. Versus someone with a growth mindset would have been like, okay, let me try harder and, and make sure I get an A next time. I just avoided things that wouldn't give me the result I wanted. So it's a results orientation versus a process orientation. And everyone thinks their way is right and they're actually both wrong because you need both. I have a very strong results orientation. So I decide in advance a result I want and then I go figure out how to achieve it. And when I don't get the result I want, I then figure out why I didn't and then what process will get me the result. People with process orientation end up with incredible results, but they don't know how they got them. But they're more in the moment and more present and they probably um, have some advantages there. People with results orientation are people who tend to have much more self-belief but they tend to do things outside of alignment because they're reverse engineering. So for example, if I say I want to be a millionaire, okay, we'll go sell cigarettes. It's like, no, no, no. See, the process of selling cigarettes is not aligned for me, even though the result I want is millionaire. So to, to answer your original question, Kevin, then we'll go here. What's one small thing that every listener or viewer can do? You need to start implementing the state improve method in small ways. So Amy's my executive admin, but Amy didn't decide in advance five years ago, hey, I want to work my butt off until I can eventually become Alan's executive admin. If she had done that, she'd have more self-belief because she would prove to herself that she can achieve any outcome she wants. And so that's what Kevin has started doing. Kevin has started saying, okay, I'm going to win this game and I'm going to now figure out how to win this game and I'm going to do it with probability and statistics and analytical thinking. You won't develop the analytical thinking skills unless you have a reason to, which means you have to set goals in advance. But if you don't have high self-belief, you can't set goals in advance. So you're kind of in this weird catch-22. And if you don't set goals in advance, you won't build self-belief. You'll think you got lucky. And if you think you got lucky, you won't reverse engineer more finish lines. And then you'll live this life of results that you don't know how you got them. And then, and then that creates even more imposter syndrome and scarcity, which we've talked about as well. And understand that the world is running on analytics. When you go to the grocery store, there's a reason they have the magazines and the other stuff at the checkout line because they know through experience, through measurement, through data that you're more likely to buy that there. So the world is running on this. And Alan's been telling me this for a long time and I never understood. Now I do at a deeper level, much in part as a thank you, much in part thanks. I don't know how I phrase that, but thank you to Alan for that. Next, Level Nation, as you know, we want to get as many reviews as humanly possible so we can help as many people as humanly possible. And when you're scrolling through shows, you tend to focus on the ones who have the most reviews because it's the most social proof. It says, hey, these people are obviously doing something because they have 500 reviews. So at the end of April, we are going to give one $100 Amazon gift card away to somebody who leaves us a review. So all you have to do is leave us a review. 
screenshot it. You can send it to me or Alan on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. You can send it to our emails, whatever you got to do to get it to us. We will choose somebody at the end of the month and we will give you a $100 Amazon gift card. You can do whatever you want with it. So just please help out your boys so we can help out more humans. Also, if you want to start reverse engineering finish lines in your life, a good start to start doing that is to join group coaching. Every single one of those six sessions. So it's 90 days, three months, bi-weekly sessions. So six sessions in 90 days. And all of those are about peak performance and productivity, reverse engineering your goals, health, wealth, and love, being a part of a team of nine other individuals with an assistant coach, with Kevin and I guiding you every single day, um, and the assistant coach in your corner too. Join that, and I promise you, you will leave it with more self-belief, and you will leave it not feeling alone in the achievement of your goals, and you'll definitely leave it being more consistent than you ever have. That's a promise. You will be more consistent on that team, in that group, than you have ever been in your entire life. And in all honesty, I think that human beings struggle with consistency more than anything else, and I'm saying this from experience because I think I'm fairly good at this, but... I'm 36 days straight in the gym, exercising for 30 minutes a day. I've, I've exercised for 30 minutes a day, every day for 36 days. And it has been so humbling to realize how challenging it is to actually keep that up. And I'm going to keep it up. I want to beat my old record. My old record was four months, so I want to get past that. But consistency is a, is a struggle for everyone. It's a struggle for everyone. If you want to solve it, accountability in a team is the way. Remember when you were on a sports team or or a recreational team and you 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 were more consistent exercising? That's what group coaching is built around. So join us. It starts April 19th. I think we have four spots left. Reach out to myself or Kevin or click the link in the show notes. And you can also sign up to where you pay over the last six, over the next six months. So it's only 75 bucks to lock your spot. Who knew a board game could create so much content? Shout Crazy. out to guess, guess Who for a wonderful episode. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Lazarus 88 also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.